This is the Culture Classroom with JT and Coach Weave. This is episode three. As we start looking into core values for your team and how important they are and what they can do for your team. JT, uh, I'm excited about this topic today. Yeah, um, if there's one thing I've learned in my 12 years of coaching, it's that principles are more important than outcomes. You know, the outcome, we can't really control that. Everybody wants to win, but it's not something that you can hang your hat on and say it's guaranteed. Whereas a principle, win, lose, draw, things are going well, things are not going well, you can always live by your principles. So to me, that's what a core value is. Right. As we, we start talking about culture and core values, I can't help but think about how culture connects people. And that's what these core values, we're going to try to give you a step-by-step approach of maybe how to create them, what it looks like, and give you some practical ideas on how to maybe implement them and going forward of what it looks like for your program and hopefully a step-by-step way of um, showing you how to post them, create them, organize them, select them, and define them, which is uh, more than just a a piece of paper on a wall, which I think uh, some of our listeners, JT, they think if they put a core value on the wall and they say it, it's, it's, it's gospel. When that's not the case, we want to dive into uh, that's the last thing you want to do. You get the core values, you set them up, and then after you define them and your team starts living them out, then you start putting them on the wall. That should be the last step for me. I don't know about you, but uh, that's kind of what we did. We started defining them, and our team had ownership, and we'll talk more about that. Yeah, you know, they have to, one thing about core values is they have to be taught explicitly. You know, start with the definition, and then you have to model for your players and show them how you live by that principle or that core value. It's, it cannot be uh, wall art. You know, It's not about a cool graphic that pops that everybody notices when they walk in your gym. It's, these are the things that define us, and these are going to be who we are. These are the things we go to the wall for and we're going to stand for no matter what. JT, as we look into the core value world and the importance, uh, I think it's important for our listeners to understand how the how the steps go, which there's no right, wrong way to do it. But I think there are some fundamental ways that we can help uh, coaches out in defining what their core values are. And, you know, first off for me is core values are your heart values. It's who do you want to be? Who do you want your team to be? And what, what do you want to live out? Uh, every day. Um, so for me, the first step would be let your kids do it. So post-it notes uh, are big in my class. I, we love using post-it notes. They're easy to move around. Uh, coaches and athletes together, um, you know, pose the question, what is important to your team and what makes the team unique? And give that time to develop and let them go and don't give them a timeline of, hey, it's Monday, I need it back on Tuesday. Say it's Wednesday and say, hey, I need a week and a half from now. Let's start looking at what you guys came up with and maybe some familiar themes that you see evident in our program. Just that's one step, I think. Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, when I when I wrote my book, More Than the Game, the coach is kind of at this exact point. He knows he needs to establish core values. He's building his foundation of the culture that he wants to include. 
uh, from the ground up. And I think he sends out a Google form to his athletes and he says, take a few days, but you know, when you think about all your pregame speeches and you think about all of the information you share to practice, if you think about all the things that you do on a regular basis within the group that you are the common themes that emerge. And for my team and, and the characters in my story, it was toughness. It was all about being tough. That's what the coach stood for. And then I go into the backstory with his dad and how his dad preached toughness. And that, that comes from my own background. Grew up on a farm in Iowa. Life's not easy, especially being the oldest male in the family. While my brother and sister got sent to their room for punishment, I got put to work in the field. Uh, and, you know, my dad, he, used, he had one phrase that he used over and over, and it was, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Mm. So if you're till 2 in the morning hanging out with your friends at the bar and you've got a final the next morning at 8 a.m., you better be tough enough to be up and bushy-eyed and bright-eyed you know, bright and bushy-tailed and ready to go. That's right. Um, you said Google uh, form. I think that goes in our second way is maybe create a list. And uh, with technology today, I mean, I, I'm sound like a dinosaur when I say post-it notes, um, you know, like yellow or green or pink. I mean, that's old school, but uh, you could use examples. I thought of set up a WhatsApp, maybe a group text. Yeah. Uh, Huddle has an awesome messaging uh, thing through your app when your kids are already, when they put in their cell phone provider and they put their phones on their profile. Uh, big thing for me is encourage feedback and we're outlining, uh, our core values again this year. So we've been on the culture journey three to four years. This is year four of trying to understand who we are as a team and went 12 and one lost in state championship. And our head coach was like, let's, let's start redefining some that fits this team. And what an awesome way for us to go. And he said, look, I want your feedback. And I think it's important that you encourage that feedback that uh, if a culture is about connecting people, you want to connect your team. And it goes back to your kids saying, who do you want to be? Uh, Whether it be a football team, basketball team, a Fortune 500 company, an economics class, whatever. um, I think those are important and a set of core beliefs need to help you uh, develop a culture. Having those core beliefs help develop a culture. Oh, absolutely. And I think kids today, they might have a hard time getting started with it, especially if they've never uh, broached the subject. I know Coach War, my main character throughout the story and more than the game, he reaches out to different people, different coaches that he values and trusts. And as touchy-feely, some people might look at it as, well, it's not going to help you win. But that's not why you do it. You do it because it is about connecting people, and it is a shared experience. And the more that you can bring people together and be – the coach can absolutely say, this is how we're going to do it, and you're either on board with it. But I don't think that method works. No, that's just – that just ends Uh, up being compliant. And you don't want your team just to be compliant. Right, right. We want them to be compelled. And that's why, you know, take them on a journey. And you might have to sell it to your team. And you might have to say, this is the road we're going to go down because this is going to make us better. This is going to make us a strong unit. At the end of the day, though, it's really important to have the ownership from the players that are trying to do this with you, that are building with you. Right. I don't, you know, I think some coaches think it makes you soft because you're defining who you are as a team. Well, you, For me, it was letting people know who you are as a football team. 
you know, what are some standards, what are some pillars that you stand by as a football program? And it might not help you win 12 games, but it might help you win two or three extra games that you didn't plan on winning because your kids will run through that brick wall for you. Or, you know, it's third and three, and that running back knows that on Toughness Tuesday you made him go one-on-one and had to dive four yards to get a first down. Well, now this is for a touchdown to win the game or whatever. So those values have meanings. And I think then it goes into do you organize that list? And that's our third one is – maybe organize a list of similar ideas from each member of the team. So you're going to have guys that write the same thing. So for us, it was big, you little me. Well, now that's turned into family this year. So you're going to have different words, but they have the same meaning. I think that's important that the the coaches start looking at and you start organizing that list for them and saying, Hey, this is the way our team thinks. This is some common themes that they hear from us. These are common ideals in the program. So the third one for me would be organize that list. Um, just what, what you think on that JT about once you create them, then you organize them because you're going to have different feedback from different people. Yeah. And I mean, your core values should be, they should be separate and stand alone on their own. That that's what makes them a principle. Uh, I think you absolutely have to organize it some way. One of the ways that we organize it and I did it in my book and we do it in Monarch football too, is we theme each day of the week, uh, with what we do. So there are five principles in my book and in Monarch Football, and they're tied to what we do on those particular days, and that helps us keep it organized. So Toughness Tuesday, for example, my running backs know, oh, it's resistance training day. I've got the resistance bands, and I'm going to be pulling on them like a a son of a gun because that's what it takes to be tough, and ball security is really important uh, as a runner. In my book, I write about how Monday is the mirror test and so we call it mirror test monday the principle is the mirror test at the end of the day you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and be okay with the decisions you've made and ask yourself the hard questions and if you can do that then you pass the mirror test well as i think about what our monday practice looks like we meet in a coach's classroom we're reviewing huddles we're watching friday night's game we're looking at things that went well we're looking at things that need to be changed so we can be successful in our next it's the mirror test. So we took mirror test, that principle, attached it to Monday, and all of a sudden now it's mirror test Monday, and we've got huddle as our digital mirror, and we're going to look at our team and what areas are weak and need to be improved, and what areas do we do really well and make us a strong ball team. Yeah, that's what we did. We And that will get into our next um, method or the next step, I guess you would say, in, in selecting uh, your core values. But ours, our big one was, uh, was Thursday, was Discipline Thursday. And with Thursday, it was, it was Thursday uh, morning practice. And for me, it's, you know, the old Nick Saban, do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And always doing it for us would be the Patriot way. Well, I told Coach Davis this year, I said, what about if, if that is just being compliant? That's telling you what to do when you're supposed to do it. How about you change Discipline Thursday? Because who wants to get up at – at 5.30, be on the practice field at 6.25 and practice for an hour and 15 minutes on a Thursday morning before a Friday game. And he's like, so what do you want to change it to? And I said, uh, how about doing what you're supposed to do when you don't feel like doing it? And I think that's discipline, and that yeah. that, that played in for us. But uh, the next step I was, I was thinking of was selecting him, and it's probably the trickiest or, or hardest part because you look at all the ideas, the Post-it notes, the Google Drive, 
the index cards, the text messages that you get from a group text. Um, and it goes into what you said, JT. Decide how many you want. Do you want them to go with themes of the week? Like you said, Toughness Tuesday. For us, Discipline Thursday. Uh, Finish Friday probably is one out there that a coach has. Uh, Mirror Test Monday. Um, for us, it's Compete Fearlessly on Tuesday. And uh, just some ways that you can do. But I think that's the trickiest part because there's not a set number. You know, some coaches I think, oh, I'll have to have five or six or eight or two. I mean, it's, it's whatever fits your your team. So I think it's important to keep going back to that question. Who do you want to be? And you ask your players that. And then what do you want your team to be about? And I think that that'll help sum up everything. Because you go to P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, and he's he's killing it with the culture, even when he was at Western Michigan. But they only have three pillars. Mm-hmm. They only have three pillars that they talk about. And that's their core beliefs. They don't have five or six. You know, their their core beliefs turn into RTB. Now, you're going to think, and I thought this when I looked it up, was row the boat. And it's not. It's responsibility, trustworthiness, and belief. And those all three are defined within their program. Well, I think you bring up a good point that uh, there's no magic number. I mean, I think seven is way uh, – that's about the maximum. Agreed. And I think three is probably the minimum that you need to be all-encompassing, but you want it to be memorable. You want it to stick. You want it to be sustainable, so you want it to last from year to year. We're in year five of our culture journey here in Denison, by the way, of core values and making that into all these different things, playlists and a hashtag that we use with all of our social media stuff. But that's farther down the road. Core values, it really needs to be the things that you stand for and that you are not going to budge on. Have y'all changed any? Have you since you've been there for five years? Have y'all kind of reevaluated with a new team? I mean, it's five years. Have y'all dug into maybe mm-hmm. let's change two or mm-hmm. change the credo? In the five years I've been here, we've been blessed to have sustainability in our coaching staff. When I got here, it was kind of a revolving door: coaches in and out, assistant coaches, head coach the same, but assistant coaches in and out for various reasons. We had. Coaches moved down to middle school level. We had coaches take on different roles and responsibilities in the district. And so with all those changing of hats, uh, our, our staff wasn't sustainable. Well, now for five years, last year was the first time in the six years I've been here that I coached the same position. Wow. And so before I was calling the defense, I was coaching DBs. I did wide receivers for a year. Uh, I did offensive line for a while. And then just last year was my second year coaching running backs. Next year will be my third. And so we finally have continuity on our staff. So the core values have been in place, but because our staff hasn't had that much turnover, they've been pretty stagnant at this point, and now they're fundamental to our foundation. How about you at MRA? Yeah, so we've, we've had the same. This is the first year that we're changing two of them. So energy and tempo or juice Monday is now going to be ball hawk Monday. And then big you little me is going to turn into Friday, which is family Friday where you play for each other. Um, so we've changed two. We haven't added any. We just changed two credos. And um, that's the last step I think that you have to do is you have to define them. You have to have a credo, a definition, uh, just like vocab, you know, in English class when you had to remember all those vocab words. <laughs> you have to have the same value, uh, same thing go for those core values, which I don't know about you, but I, I hated learning vocabulary words. Um, but 
I thought about, well, it's going to be hard for a kid to learn a core value, a credo. And our head coach, Coach Davis, says you can't play in the first game until you recite all of them. And at first I went, yeah. that's a lot for them to remember. Well, then I was looking up different core values and stuff and definitions for other teams. Going back to Minnesota and go for football, those players have 217 vocab words they have to know for their team. So uh, defining yeah. them is huge. Knowing all of them is even more important because that's who you are daily. And you have to live them out daily. So how do you do that? What does it look like? I think the team can come up with them. However, as a coach, you can manipulate, provide guidance, and come up with a definition that fits every one of them. And they, they have player ownership. They have coaching ownership. But the biggest thing, and you agree uh, already, JT, that you live them out daily, how it starts at the top. And nothing changes if nothing changes. That's such an important, powerful message for people to hear because that's what culture is. Like as our habits in America and the American family has changed and the factory work of how school was set up and all of that has changed now to the 21st century model of more autonomy and accountability, like your culture has to change also. So I think it's really powerful to say nothing changes if nothing changes. To speak to your point for a minute, I think you bring up a great one about how to make make your players accountable for your core values and give them ownership after they have a voice. One of the things that we do is, so you sit your players for the first quarter or the first game, we will own, not, like, in order to get your monarch on your helmet. So we have a, a Boise State on, the, on one side of our helmet. In order to get that, you have to know all five of our program principles that, def, that define what we do on a daily basis. And then in order to get your number on the opposite side, you have to know the credo that goes with all five. Oh, nice. So those two things work. And, and I get it all the time. People are like, Coach Story, well, do you know that people don't have their numbers on the side of the helmet? Yeah, I do. Well, why is that? Well, you know, they don't know our credo. That goes back to a, a whole new podcast we can create called Earn Everything. That's a whole new ball of wax. Earn Everything. And we're just getting there. But those ideas come after you put them in place. Um, when you talk about defining them, one of the things that I write about in my book is, so the team in the story is the Titans, and everything is about, you know, being tight and tough. And on Thursdays, it's all about tight and trust. You have to trust the game plan. You have to trust your players that they're going to execute and that everyone's going to work together. And so in order to build trust, how I define it in the book is the foxhole test. Would you get in a foxhole with somebody else if we were in no man's land? Or if you're in a war situation, would I climb in a foxhole with you? And if I do, that means that I trust you. I wouldn't get in a foxhole with you if my life was depending on it, if I didn't totally trust you and your interests. And that's how we sell that to our players, too. It's a simple definition of, would I get in a foxhole with you? I know Randy Jackson in uh, Texas, if you've ever read his book, Culture Defeat Strategy, he talks about would I lay down in traffic for you. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. You know, he he's kind of the one that started us on the culture journey. Was uh, defining and his, it he says now with culture it's a daily fist fight. You know that's his term that he uses as daily fist fight of knowing who your kids are, uh, defining your core values and then live them out daily. So I think it's evident for him. You know it worked. He's been successful everywhere he goes. 
but you have to be persistent as a coach, I believe, that knowing your core values, knowing your credos, you hold the coaches accountable just like you do the players. And then that helps for us. It helped us speak the same language. Uh, you know, we had our own set of deals that we did uh, with our core values each week when we had the summer speaking series. Uh, but it, it lets you speak the same language with your players. So not everybody in the school will know about, for y'all, Toughness Tuesday or or Big You Little Me here or, or Finish Friday. Nobody knows that unless you know what our core values are and you know what that credo is. So those are those are Im- invaluable, I think, for whether you're a Fortune 500 company, whether you're a junior high football team, if you're a middle school basketball team, or even if you're a lacrosse team, you know, you, you need core values, core beliefs to be the pillars in your program. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a whole other podcast, too, that we talk about is language and how powerful that can be. Um, you know, we, we, if you look at the most successful organizations, the All Blacks, for example, the New Zealand All Blacks, yeah. their core belief is sweep the shed. These are all messages we've started to include in our language. And ever since we made that purposeful and we taught it and we say, no, this is the New Zealand All Blacks, and we hung the poster in the locker room, we said, this is an expectation. You're going to clean up. You're going to sweep the shed every night. Ever since then, now you go through, and it's that discipline. That discipline has fallen into place. Everything has a, has a place. You hang your helmet on the left hook. You hang your practice jersey on the right hook. You've got your cleats and your insert pads on the bottom and stacked nicely. Yeah, has to be taught. And if you don't have a core value and a definition, how can you teach it? That's right. Like for us, we have the perfect locker set up as well of where helmet goes, uh, where your shoulder pads go, where your jersey go, where, where your loops go. Um, so I, I think it's huge. It, it's, it's helped us. Now, we've played for the state championship four out of the last five years. Um, we kind of sound like the Buffalo Bills here of – you know, when they they make it to the Super Bowl and not get the get the job done. Uh, but this past well, you know what Bill stands for, right? Uh oh. You know what Bill stands for? No, go ahead, lay it on. Boy, me. I boy, I love losing Super Bowl. <laughs> if you come up with an act a thing for Patriots for that, uh, I will definitely put that in our uh, varsity locker room and let that be. Uh, motivation uh for us so uh anyway um see what you think about this and i came up with a list like a reason to have them so what is what are some tangible things that you can look for and what it can do for your team i came up with a list uh about two days ago and one i think it helps determine your team's way of thinking with core values secondly it requires personal involvement from everyone. So everybody has to be involved with their input. It's valuable. Uh, third, I think the most important would be promote communication within, in your unit, within your team, within your, um, not just position groups, but your whole team, even fans. Uh, it promotes communication with who you are as a team. Fourth, influence behavior. The next one would be inspire action. And then contribute to success of the entire system, which could go back to number uh, three. And then building blocks of your culture, they're your cornerstones for who you are as a program. So we have a huge pyramid uh, in our football hallway. 
and on the bottom of it are our core values. But then we have stepping stones of other beliefs in our system. So it's almost like a circle, how everything fits. Ours is a pyramid where that defines our culture. So the core values are the cornerstones. Um, and then you build up from there. So it's, for me, I think that's, that's important to define who you are as a team. So if it's influenced behavior, it teaches you how to act, communicate, and treat each other, which we define culture as. Um, you know, when you inspire action, you want to live up to and live out those values daily. So stuff like that, I think it's important. Um, if you're a coach getting started with a new team or you're an older guy wanting to connect or if you're the CEO of a company and you want to get everybody on the same page, uh, core values and core beliefs are... Uh, for me, a huge step in the right direction with uh, getting everybody on the same page. I want to add to your list just in a couple of ways. I think there's some benefits that go to your organization by forming core values. And they're nothing, it's not earth shattering, it's not great, but here are a couple of real benefits as to why you might, might want to try this if you haven't already within your culture. One, these are the things that are gonna, you're going to stand for and go to the wall and teach explicitly no matter how many games you win. Two, they benefit every single member of your program, from the star quarterback all the way down to the equipment manager and everyone in between, third string, fourth string, assistant coaches, you know, your PA announcer on game days, your mm. chain crew on fight. This should permeate everything. Yeah, they're, that means they're all bought in then. I mean, your whole program's working. I think the other thing, too, with core values is is that, you know, you can be creative with it. And we're only getting started. Just forming your core values is as basic as it gets. From there, just like your pyramid of success, these form your foundation. If you don't build on them, then a strong foundation is great, but it doesn't really get you to where you want to go. From there, then we can include artifacts. You know, we have a sledgehammer in our locker room that signifies pound the stone. From there, we can go with uh, themed playlists that talk about each core value so that I can control the message from the time my athletes come into the locker room at 308 till the time they leave at 630 or whenever we're done. Right. Um, from there, you can use your relationship and your, your platform of influence to drive home your point so that we can extend these beyond the gridiron or beyond the classroom. Like Ultimately, I want the players to leave Monarch football with the impression of, oh, Coach Torrey taught me this, I'm going to do this all the time, or this is going to be part of who I am in college or as an adult or uh, as an employee because that was what it was taught to me and made and it was emphasized to me at an early age. And so uh, that's my hope. That's my vision once your core values are in place. Right. You bring up a great point with uh, the kids getting, and that's who they are in college, and those are beliefs that they have. Uh, challenge your kids as well to come up with core values for themselves, not just with the team, but with themselves and what they stand by, because you know how influenced they are with social media, whether it be Instagram, Snapchat, and all the real news that's out there right now. Uh, they're easily influenced. So they need to have a set of core values that they stand by, I believe, uh, when they go out in the real world and they don't have guys like me and you, uh, helping them, pay the way, uh, pave the way of uh, a core value or something like that. But, um, you, you want to talk about a couple of real life examples, uh, of, of core values. One is that I was raised with the belief that if you're on time, you're late. Mm. 
So I'm early to everything. And my wife is a person who's kind of scrambling as we go out the door and with three kids, it's not her fault, but man, that irritates me. If, if that's my core value is if you're on time, you're late. So I pride myself on being early. And I think that goes back to me being raised on a farm and having to milk cows in the morning. And I was accountable to that just through uh, the way of life that I was brought up on. But that's something I try to share with our team. We talk about monarch time is 10 minutes early. Um, the other piece is, uh, I think, with cell phones, when I go to a meeting, nothing drives me more nuts than when the phone starts going off in the meeting. And the core value that I've learned to live by is when I was with the 49ers, and this is over a decade ago, so cell phones were not really in everybody's hands yet. They were just starting to get there, or at least smartphones. I remember I still had an old flip phone at that point, <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty cool at the time because some people didn't even have that. But uh, in a meeting, if your phone went off, it was $10. It was a $10 fine payable on the spot right there. That taught me, who was not as high on the pay grade as other people in the room, that, holy cow, my phone better be off because I don't want to risk that 10 bucks. Um, so, again, the more you can define it and the more purposeful you make it and you go out of your way to teach it, the stronger that value becomes, and it will hopefully be a pillar for them for the rest of their life. Absolutely. JT, this has been an awesome message uh, for Episode 3. I, I, I've gotten a lot out of this on just what you do with Monarch football. Uh, you know, that's with the list I gave you was kind of the way we came up with our core values of how we kind of set them up and let them be lived out. And we live them out daily. Now, you know, the drive for 2019 is to go and not be a Buffalo bill, but go win the thing, um, you know, finish at 13 and Oh, but I, I believe every day we go into the weight room. We had weights this morning, and the guys are starting to buy in. So we do a motivational trailer uh, video in the morning now, and it's a minute 25 to a minute 45, no longer than two minutes. And we play that right before uh, we lift. And it like today was one team, one culture. Uh, he challenges them through that motivation. Hey, what the motivation is uh, of that video is to get their mind thinking at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning about what is intentional within our program. Our core beliefs are being instilled in them uh, as soon as they walk through our doors. You know, I think that's so so inspiring to hear because how, how a minute 45, two-minute video takes up almost no lifting time. Uh, you have If you're purposeful about it, there's a little bit of energy invested there. But what I'm saying is it's a minimal investment and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. And you're not going to get it. And I think that's where your program is kind of at right now. Uh, you've had a lot of success and you've been able to sustain that success. And that's very admirable. But one, one of the things that you've inspired me throughout this podcast on and in other conversations is your willingness to look in the mirror and change what you do just a little bit, just tweak it. And so if you are a coach like we are and have been down this culture journey for a while and you feel like your program is stagnant or your core values aren't really resonating with who you are as a team anymore, don't be afraid to tweak them. And not anything big. You don't need a big major overhaul. Just a little bit to be more purposeful about who you are and what you want to accomplish. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, that was a good cup of coffee, man. Getting cut. <laughs> Getting Thanks. the core values. It's been fun. Absolutely. Um, 
I think we're on the right track for what uh, coaches want to hear, especially with their fundamental practical uh, ideas that they can put into work with their team. Um, And look, if you have any questions, any coaches out there, reach out to us on Twitter at cultureclass19. You can email us at cultureclassroompodcast at gmail.com. Send us your core values. Hit reply or, or send us a tweet or share a DM with us like Coach Weave was saying. Uh, we want to know what, what you do in your program. What are your core values and how do you sell them to your team?